Hello, and welcome to another episode of What You Say, where we are two moms here to encourage, empower, and inspire with love and laughter. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. Hey, Mel. How you doing? I'm good, good, good. Chelsea, it's cute. <laughs> All across this country is cold. Oh, duh. it's cold, duh, I'll say, than mm, mm, mm. what people are normally adjusting to, at least here in the West, these colder temperatures. So, well, it's, I don't know, this weather is, is, is just, it's just so odd. It's, it's odd. It's, it's real odd because, like, first they were calling for snow. And now they're just just gonna rain. Thank you, Jesus. It's turned over to rain because it is going to be the days that they said in the fifties. I was like, "Well, wait, hey." And I don't understand how. Okay, so I don't know how this works. I really don't know how they how they do this weather. It's just weird, real weird. <laughs> So, but thank the Lord, it's not snow. Yeah, we don't we don't need that. I just I just don't need the ice. I don't need the ice. I don't need the ice either. None of that. Mm-mm. I am not a cold person, even though I was born in almost winter. It uh-uh. no, I just I'm not. I need some heat, some warmth, some comfort. As <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of weather, out here in the northern coastal part of California sustained a 6.4 Richter scale earthquake early this morning. So, and uh, the epicenter was about 81 miles out. Yes, we are in northern California. To anyone out there that may be listening that knows us, we are in a safety zone. We are more, way more inland than where uh, the impact took place. Uh, So our prayers do go out for those who are impacted by this earthquake. And of course, as always, there's always the power outages and things of that nature associated with earthquakes. So there's not been any word on any life loss or anything of that nature just yet. But... It's still tough, 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 tough. So the Northern Midwest, you know, they're talking about possible problems, even with holiday travel because of the potential of uh, lots of snow. Um, And we're talking about in the Montana's, Northern Michigan, um, those areas of which, you know, may impact people having problems with travel. So um, that could be hard because some people are, you know, getting ready for the holidays and trying to get to where they're going this week. So Colorado, Denver, Omaha, Sioux Falls, all those places are expected to get 
pretty significant accumulations of snow. Well, those people that like skiing and snowboarding and things like that, I know they're all happy for it, but you know, well, other than that, <laughs> not if the roads, well, yeah, in these places are blocked. And they had that here in Northern California in the Sierras, they had lots and lots of snow just before Thanksgiving. Um, and they told people, uh, if you were thinking of coming, don't because we're closing the roads now. So, so yeah, so it's actually snowing in the Chicago, Detroit area, Cincinnati, some parts of Pittsburgh and Charleston. Yeah, but we're not here to really do the weather. (laughs) Well, sorry. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, the holidays are here. They are here. And last minute gift shoppers and all that kind of stuff is happening. And, um, you know, this also is a season of where people get depressed. You know, there are a lot of people who, um, and, and the depression is, depending on what it is, it's, it's, it can be a multitude of things. It's, you know, they, they're lonely. They're, they're, you know, they're not as some people say what, uh, I guess they don't use this anymore, bunned up or, you know, booed up or what have you. Um, they, you know, they're missing relatives and um, people that have, have left us. And, you know, it's just it's a time. And it's always, it's, it's always been that way for a while. This particular time of season is always that time when people um, just don't feel as happy, you know, as in other seasons. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times, sadly, people take it upon themselves to end their lives, you know, uh, just recently. Um, and it, it touched me <clears throat> deeply, you know, um, being in the dance community, uh, Twitch, Twitch boss. Uh, it was it's just a sad, sad thing to hear. You know, especially that he left behind a wife and children, young children, too. Um, And, uh, you know, and no one knows what is going on in anyone's mind. You know, we don't know. And there are a lot of speculations and people thinking, oh, well, somebody had to know something. And, you know, sometimes people just don't they can hide it. They can be very good at hiding um, certain things, illnesses, and um, what's going on with them. Um, and they will only let their really closest relatives know or, or friends know um, or may not know, you know. So we don't know. I mean, because, again, I mean, not saying that this this happened with, with Chad, uh, Chadwick Bozeman, but no one knew in his outer circle what was going on with him. I mean, everybody looked at him as Black Panther, just doing his thing, just doing what he does well. And, um, you know, he was battling that and no one knew, no one knew. But again, with this, you know, you look at his, the, he and his wife, Allison's um, TikTok, they were always dancing. They always had TikToks that, you know, I followed them. and, And even the night before he left, he did a TikTok, you know, by the Christmas tree and, and they saying how 
great Christmas, you know, is for him and his family. And, you know, it just, he didn't look like that there was anything wrong, but he, he, it was said that he left an ambiguous note about his troubling past. Um, and it was, it just didn't make any sense to a lot of people. So we don't know. We, we don't know again, what's going on in the minds of, of people period. And it, and there's a saying of, you know, check on your strong friends um, just to, just to see, you know, how's it going? Because everyone who says, oh, everything's all right, isn't all right. You know, you want to ask them, really, are you good? You know, what's going on? Call them <clears throat> and don't ask them, hey, you know, just your normal, hey, what's going on? And not really wanting to know what's going on because people do do that. Um, but yeah, just check on people, you know, show them that you care, that you love them. Because that is the most important thing. A lot of people, you know, around you and people feel like, oh, well, you know, you're not alone. You've got all these people around you. But there are sometimes people that are around you. You may not really care that they're around you or you may even feel lonely when other people are around you. But you never say anything. Sometimes you don't say anything because you don't want to bring other people down. You know, and that's not up for you to tell someone else how they should feel, you know, um, but let people know what's going on. It, you know, they, the, the saying of a closed mouth, don't get fed. You know, it's the same thing. Let, if no one knows what's going on. They can't help you. Give them give them an option. You know, give them an option. Are they going to? reach out? Are they not going to reach out? But you'll never know unless you say something because no one, again, no one is a mind reader. They don't know what's going on. They don't know how you feel. They don't know if you had a rough day, you know, it, they're what you're, what you're doing is impeding the process, especially God's process, you know, for having someone to pray with you for having someone to be there and talk you through it or talk you as some people say, out off the ledge, you know, um, and, and that can be a literal sense, you know, someone that may be on the brink can actually come off of it if that per that other person is there to actually talk to them, because sometimes people just need to listen to just need that ear for them to talk to that shoulder to lean on, you know, um, and, and they may not need you to say anything. They just need to get it off their chests. So, you know, it's very difficult, especially around this time. Um, and, and my prayers go out for his children, his wife, you know, now that these young children are, you know, going to associate this season with their father's passing. And it's hard, it's difficult, you know, and prayerfully they can come out of that. Um, you know, because they are so young, you know, where's daddy? Where's daddy? Which also that constant asking where is is bringing up more emotions for those that know really what happened. So it's very, very difficult on a whole level. You know, a lot of people have been affected by this. And, you know, those people that do this, 
don't think about that. You know, don't think about who it affects. You know, what happens when when they're left, you know, to do things that normally it's done as a unit. You know, what do you think on that, Mel? Well, it's statistically, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Typically, men are just not normally very good communicators, just generally. And the studies have shown that suicide is vastly higher among men than women. And as far as um, the entertainment industry is not high on the list because here in the U.S., well, they looked at it pertaining to parts of the world, whereas here in the U.S., it's more highly skilled and professional careers where the incidence of suicide is very high and very among men. Typically, it only occurs around the season of between spring and fall, where it's more highly um, seen that these suicide rates happen. Um, but as far as uh, the entertainment industry, whether that's music, dance, whatever the case may be, that was farther down on the list of professions where suicide rates were actually being looked at. In other parts of the world, suicide rates are still high among men versus women, but it is in professions where the skills are a lot lower. Um, but back to the fact that listening is important, watching for the signs. There's so many things to be concerned about when people are having what they call suicide ideations, meaning thoughts. Um, people who are suicidal have you generally a plan and again that they know when they're going to do it how they're going to do it and what they're going to do and for those that are around it is important to really listen to the person and they're saying seriously and that means in regards to what you were saying earlier when you ask someone how they're doing listen for a response um, people, they were the statistics in this John Hopkins study. Um, I am by no means a professional in psychology, psychiatry, though having had classes, but they were stating that, um, people tend to <clears throat> have the appearance of being very cheerful very happy after coming out of a depression. Um, there's so many warning signs, not being concerned about their health, their, their personal appearances. Um, you know, they make comments about, you know, you might be in a conversation and they'll say something like, oh, well, you won't have to worry about that after a while. Giving away possessions. There's so many things that they're giving clues about it. And that's why it's so important to talk to them. Also, um, they, were, they, they were making information readily available about people who have had a history in their family of suicide. 
Um, and typically we don't all, we don't know because not every suicide person leaves a note. Um, and we don't know what things trigger suicide. Um, and it was, it, it was interesting because um, I remember when I was at the university and I was um, in a group for a training um, as an RA and the building on the campus where I stayed was the towers and they had had, unfortunately, uh, persons to uh, jump. So in this, in the training, they, that was what they asked. How many of you have considered suicide? And here I'm in the room with 30 or plus people and everyone in the room raised their hand except me. So then everyone looks at me and, and you've never thought about it. And I said, no, I mean, I love me too much. I love me way too much. And I know God in heaven loves me even more than that. And I always had the mindset and I'm so grateful to God that whatever is bad won't last always. Amen. You know, the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And no, we don't know when that time of joy will emerge. But when you have faith and believe in your heart that it will happen and that this too will pass, you can be okay. And everyone has different things that they may use as a coping mechanism if they've had thoughts of suicide. I heard a young woman say, she said, I pray. She says, I've had thoughts, but I pray, you know, I understand everyone is not reared in a faith-based family setting. So they might, they might, they might not necessarily have that thought to pray and talk to God about what's going on in their, their mind about life or whatever it is they're going through. So it can be a very, very difficult area. Um, most of people in the study, all again, um, they tacked it to either having mental illness or substance abuse. Those were particularly people that were known to be suicidal. And you have people that make attempts, which an attempt is a cry for help. Um, and then you have people who are very deliberate in what they are going to do and how they're going to do it. Um, and I, I understand um, what you were saying, too, about it's painful for those left behind not having maybe either been aware of the signs that you may have been you know, sharing with them, you know, people start giving away things, they come around, they see what you're doing. Um, their conversation is very minuscule at most. Um, but it's painful for those that are left behind to try to understand what happened, what was happening. You know, again, people mask them. Let We can talk about Robin Williams, a person who his entire life was based around making people laugh. And yet he struggled with depression, deep depression. And of course, we're not a part of his inner or we're not a part of his inner circle to know if there were signs. 
if there was anything that could have given anyone insight that he actually would take his life. So it is, it's just very, very painful. And like you said, and when children are involved, you have to figure out how to gingerly put it to them. Um, And sometimes therapy is a needed thing for everyone, you know, struggling to answer though, well, why, what happened, what was going on? Did we know? Did we see? Was there any indicator? Because then uh, only in the aftermath do people begin to try to walk back through conversations, um, interactions, all of those things. Um, but it's, it's just deeply, deeply saddening. Um, and I think for most people, it's, it's deeply saddening when someone has pretty much been in the spotlight. Um, again, the young woman who was saying that she dealt with prayer, but within the last month, she said that she had dealt with other than, you know, Twitch, like she wasn't friends with him or anything, but three instances of suicide. And one was a very young child. And, you know, that is a lot. I mean, we, we often don't know what to the point you were making earlier about um, communication. We don't know what things are triggering um, people to feel like it's better if I just end this? Well, <clears throat> I will have to say that being a Christian, as you know, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. And there are spiritual forces that come into our minds and will dictate to you what you should do. Now, the, we also have that option. Do we listen to that, that, that voice that says, you know, you're not worth anything. You, nobody will miss you. No, you know, uh, you might as well do it because they said to do it anyway. You know, oh, you're, you're going to get bullied for the rest of your life. You're always going to be in financial ruin. You're always going to be an addict. No one ever is going to love you. You'll never you'll be amount to anything. No one, you'll never have this. You'll never be with this person. You'll never do anything amazing. So it, it just doesn't even matter anymore. Do we listen to that? Or do we pray? And listen to the voice that says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Do we, and that right there just says it all. But there are other things that God has said that contradicts all the evil that anything or one could say. And so that's where that comes in because again as you said well one trouble doesn't last always and joy comes in the morning we again we may not know when it comes but remember this too shall pass and that's what you have to think about and i know we are bombarded and overwhelmed all the time by negative negativity all the time 
all the time. There's some glimmer of positivity, but this, the majority of it is negative. And we've got to stop listening and opening up our hearts and our minds and our spirits to all of the decay. And think on those things that are pure and are right and loving. See, the Bible talks about love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's the, the thing that and he said it. The greatest thing is love. And we have to have that. We have got to have that first for ourselves to be able to give it to anyone else. Because if we don't have it for ourselves, oh, we're in a world of trouble. You know, it's interesting, but as far as the mind is a very, very powerful instrument, if I could use that term loosely. And God says that he's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, a sound mind. And he even tells us in the word that whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things be of a good report, think on these things. So again, in our relationship with Christ, and then when the enemy attempts to bombard your mind with thoughts of negativity, decay, evil intent, because that's what his, 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 uh, excuse me, that's what his objective is to tear down and to destroy. We have to learn how to channel our thoughts in and rein our thoughts in to the positive things that God reminds us of who we are and what we are because we belong to him. And this is the importance of having a relationship with God. Like you said, there will be difficult days, but some of these difficulties understand that they are for our making, for us to become built up in the things that we have read, which we have prayed about, which we have studied, which God has said that we are. So we have to learn how to channel our minds in and that, again, our weapons of warfare are mighty through God, that he enables us to pull down those strongholds, those strongholds or those wicked things in the spiritual realm that would try to hold us captive to thoughts of harm and destruction. So we have to learn how to channel in our minds and that we know that our weapons of war warfare are the times in which we get on our knees or you don't have to physically be on your knees but when we we get into that place where we have that intimate time with God so that he can pour into us and that we can take authority the Bible says that God has given us the authority that we can speak to these mountains and they would be removed. 
But we have to desire that we are going to be strong in him and in the power of his might to move in and on us in these times of difficulty to make good decisions. And most of all, because he loves us. And that's mm. what we have to recognize that our journey is not solely for us. God has a divine purpose for us. Yes, to and that, yes, like you said earlier, we are to love one another, that we should pray one for another in case we fall into the same situation. Mm-hmm. So intercessory is a tremendous and very valuable tool. And it allows us to have that discernment and that insight that if God can use us to be a blessing in a certain situation, he's preparing us. Amen. And, and also just understand that it's not just quote unquote regular people that do this. Um, and I, and I'm only saying regular people on this. I'm talking about Christians. There are pastors that have unfortunately taken their lives <clears throat> and it's what people fail to realize, a lot of people fail to realize, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that pastors are under a lot of stress. You know, it's there's an overwhelming, um, overwhelmingness with that particular job. You know, pe- people are always coming to the pastor to pray for them, to to minister with them, to 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 do and do, and do, and do, and do, and do. But it's rare that people come to the pastor and says, say, and ask them, pastor, can I pray for you? Can I do something for you? See, when we're bombarding the pastors with all of our obstacles and stresses and strives and strives and things like that, that's a lot of spiritual overwhelmingness. Um, and it's heavy on them. Some of them can't even sleep sometimes, you know, Um, but we have to also, and that's why if you notice people, people are funny, those, especially those don't go to church that often. Um, Well, why is the pastor preaching? Why is somebody else preaching? Why is the pastor off all of this time? Why does he take off for a month? Because the pastor needs rest too. Do you remember? Jesus took vacations. Okay. (laughs) Jesus said, I got to get away from these people, but they kept coming. See, well, when, you, and, and like you said, well, when he went, he was going off to pray because he knew what was before him. But more importantly, let's look at Moses. And that's when God told Moses, you're going to have to divide these people up and let them go to the different leaders of the tribe. And if they can't settle it, then they come to you. See, it's like because yeah, Moses said, uh, Lord, this is too much for me. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> he it's, said that it's it's. It's, it's, I mean, the Lord saw that it was, that's why he gave him the guidance of what to do to resolve it. But again, people need to understand it's a tremendous amount of pressure. And there have been many pastors that say, I see a therapist. They have to have somewhere Mm -hmm. and come on, please. Let's not be so heavenly minded that you recognize that there aren't er earthly resources 
for everyone, not just Look. just the common folk, but pastors too, because they're people. Hello. Yes, these are people. And there are some they they do see therapists, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, nothing like my friend, my friend's a therapist. She's her motto is pray and go to therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, again, you have to recognize that it's so essential. And and unfortunately, since the this uh this um passing of 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 uh twitch excuse me um a lot of men groups are now getting organized and people have to understand again just like it's nice for for women you know women we typically get together because that's kind of how we are that's how we're built but men are not the only times they tend to get together they're at the barbershop, they're at the bars, but they're really not having those times of heart to hearts. So in in um, the passing of Twitch and this, this concern about suicide and talking about it more, there are more groups of men getting together and recognizing this is a safe space. This is where you can talk about what's going on and we're here to support you and and do what's necessary. So again, to all of our male listeners, and I only say male because, uh, again, as I shared earlier, that statistically men outnumber women um, in terms of suicide rates. Also that men are not as as more um, comfortable for whatever reason with expressing really what's happening on the inside, where their struggles are. and. We don't want you to to turn to drugs and alcohol as a way of trying to self-medicate. No, it's about communication and understanding that there are other men out there that may have some of the very same struggles that you're going through and can share how they've overcome, can share the uh, the number to a therapist or can share how they, you know, how a life in Christ has helped them to be an overcomer. So again, we employ all of our listeners to please, please reach out and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. No one is going to condemn you for your shortcomings. The Bible talks about how we all have our own faults. And that's part of why we should be praying for each other and praying for those in authority, not just your boss, not just your pastor, not just for people in government. Wherever you go, there may, whatever you're doing, there may be someone in authority over you. If it's a social group, a sorority, a fraternity, whatever it is, someone's over you. That person needs your prayers. So that's why we have to pray one for another. So please, again, don't don't be in a place of struggle and think that you're alone and you're the only one. And even the kids, young kids happening, we are seeing um, alarming rates among young people taking their lives and for various, various reasons. Uh, from bullying to sexual identity, you know, uh, economic reasons, community reasons, social media, cyber, all of that. So again, and parents, listen to your children. 
observe their behaviors and see what, keep those lines of communications open. You know, it, whew, it's, it's a lot. It's, it, it really is just, and so just be safe, healthy, and informed <clears throat> about all who's around you this, <clears throat> excuse me, this holiday season. And, you know, check on your friends being the strong ones, the ones that are not strong, um, your little ones, you know, just love one another. I know sometimes people don't understand what that word means. It's, it's, it's an actual, people use it <clears throat> as just something to say, um, ways to get things, but love is an action word. Okay. When you tell people about the Lord, when you ask people how they're doing, when you, you know, share your, share your thoughts with a person, um, that's done out of love. You know, people, when you start hiding things and, and that's, that's not, that's not of God, you know, we, to keep things in secret when, when the pressures of the world are on you and you just don't want to spoil anybody else's fun or, or bring, be a Debbie downer or a Danny downer, you know, that's, that's not love. It's not because you're still, you're still, there's still a problem there and it's actual, that's pride, you know, you, you, you become prideful when you don't um, share certain things like like what's troubling you and I don't want to bother them with it. You're, I don't want to, you know, no, no, I don't want, I need to handle this myself because you're not meant to do it alone. You're not, you know, it's, it's, it, it's not, that's not the reason why you have friends to still do things alone. You know, that's not the reason why you have a, a husband or wife to still do things alone. You know, you, we all need to be working together. We all need to be in each other's lives. And I'm not saying you got to tell everybody everything, but there are certain people that you should be able to open up to and not have to worry about any judgments or any gossiping afterward, nothing like that. And that you have a safe space with them. You have to have at least one or two people like that. Because if you don't, you need to kind of recheck who your friends are. You know, who you're dealing with. Because you don't want those, if they're telling, if you're telling them intimate things, that they're going back and telling other folks that. <clears throat> That's not what you need. No, you need someone that has your back, an accountability partner. You really need that. You really do. And if you don't have it, pray for it. Pray for that person to come into your life. There are different outreach groups. There are different um, <clears throat> people that are out there to talk to you um, if you don't want to talk to someone that you know. So please reach out if someone something is bothering you. And the first and foremost, reach out to the main one that can get it solved. And that's God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> So the holidays are approaching and we want to wish everyone a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, 
See, I got to put Hanukkah in there because you know Jesus was Jews. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, so be safe, be thoughtful, be caring, and just be loving in this season and in every season. It doesn't have to be for just a season. Be In every seasons, you know, every day. Show love. And first, show love to yourself. Amen, amen. So we don't want to leave you without a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to share. We thank you, Father God, for this time that we have with one another. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be hosts of this show, Father. Lord, we thank you for the listeners. Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name that if there's anything that's going on with anyone, Lord, that they speak up and speak out, that they speak up and speak out to you first and foremost, and they do get help that they need. Father, we ask you, Lord, if there's anyone that doesn't know you, that you pull on their heartstrings, letting them know that you love them, that you care for them, that you died for them, that you were buried and raised from the dead and are here still ever present for them to speak to you and for them to be quiet enough that they can hear your response. Lord, we thank you for it. And all they have to do, Lord, to get into your presence and your grace, Father God. Father God is to say, Father, forgive me for I'm a sinner. Forgive me and wash me clean and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And Lord, that if they believe what they said and believe that you died, believe that you are the son of God, all the angels rejoice, Father, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, oh, before that, Lord, we also pray, Father God, for Allison and her three children, Allison Boss, Father God. We ask you in Jesus' name that you will comfort them. Give them peace, Father God. Give them understanding father god in jesus name of of what to do father god give them the protection the safety and provisions father god for them and their family in jesus name and for all those that are dealing with this lord we thank you right now amen amen <clears throat> so if you hear something strange <gasps> see something odd what? always remember to say what you until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.